0: keep pace with supply chain challenges, electric vehicle developments, labor struggles, robotics, and more by listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Today in Manufacturing podcast. Hi, I'm Nolan Bielstein and welcome to another episode of Gen Z in Manufacturing, a series where I talk with young workers about their jobs in manufacturing and what they look for from an employer. For this episode, I welcome Kyle Goodman, a 23-year-old project engineer at Buffalo Manufacturing Works, a non-profit R&D organization operated by engineering consultancy EWI that helps small and medium manufacturers understand and implement new automation technologies. Kyle has been with the company for a little over a year where he uses URs as well as other cobots and robots and has a focus on machine tending. In this episode, Kyle and I discuss how his experience with cobots and internships brought him to his current position, why his company's type of work attracted him to the job, and the role Gen Z can play in the development of cobots. Well, thanks for joining us, Kyle. But uh, my first question was just, how were you introduced to the engineering field?
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess just in high school, um, I liked mathematics, uh, physics, um, so that kind of got me down the route, and I always. Kind of had a technical mindset. I worked on cars, stuff around the house growing up. Um, and then my school had a vex Robotics Club, so I joined that. Um, and then basically just teachers, mentors, kind of got me thinking like, hey, you should look down the engineering route. Um, yeah, that's how I got here.
0: And uh, I know you had some cobot experience during your schooling. How did that experience prepare you for your current career?
1: Uh, yeah, so I had some cobot experience uh, in my internships. It, yeah, it basically brought me to where I am here in uh, Buffalo Manufacturing Works because we do a lot of projects with collaborative robots. So they're just really impressed I had that experience in school, um, and yeah, it just gave me a good intro to basically exactly what I would be doing on the job. Everything from cell design um, to figuring out how to automate a process and the programming of a robot.
0: Okay. And uh, what attracted you to uh, Buffalo Manufacturing Works?
1: Uh, I guess like a few things, uh, mainly that I really like the type of the work um, that we do here. So we don't, we're not a manufacturer. We're actually a R and D organization. So we kind of aid other companies with automation and uh, whether that's projects, training, it's, it's kind of a, more of just that I get to do a mix of things, um, not just, you know, one specific, uh, you know, manufacturing process. I get to see what other companies are doing, um, automate, you know, a variety of everything from machine tending to uh, assembly to screw driving. So as a project engineer, i um, on the automation team. So I'm doing everything from cell design to uh, figuring out how to automate a process to um, the programming of robotic of, of robots. And uh, I also take the electrical lead on um, most of these projects.
0: Um, how would you describe your work-life balance? Are you, are you finding it easy to get acclimated to having a, a real job now?
1: Um, I guess the biggest adjustment for me is I had worked Forty-hour um, weeks in my internships, but never for you know a full year. So I guess that was uh, the biggest le- biggest learning curve for me was you know handling work-life balance, you know, um, long-term.
0: Does it ever feel like the your job is kind of consuming your life, or do you feel like there's there's time for for other aspects?
1: Um, I would say there's time, yeah, to do other stuff. I mean, we we do. Um, we can do flex work here at Buffalo Manufacturing Works, which is nice. So we're able to, you know, work four tens if we need to. Um, most people work five eights, but you can work four tens or whatever gets you to forty hours at the end of the week. Do you prefer the four tens? Um sometimes. Yeah, if I want a three day weekend, yeah.
0: Have you ever run into a generational divide at any point in your life while like you're pursuing this career? Have you ever run into something like that?
1: The, the older generation seems to like, um, the legacy controllers for robotics and stuff. Um, while the newer generation, they seem to like, you know, the touch screen collaborative robots where you can kind of move them around with your hand and stuff. While the older generations, like, I kind of like it, you know, the, the, the old way how industrial arms were for, you know, the past 20, 30 years.
0: Do you ever find yourself teaching the older generation how to um, more accurately work with these cobots?
1: They seem to, you know, know them pretty well because they're, um, you know, internally they're kind of the same. It's just more of they have, um, you know, a different niche for the application. Um, they have, you know, more more features in some ways. So you kind of have to have more of a creative mindset, I guess, to to see that. So some people who might be, um, kind of stuck in the traditional industrial arms, you might be able to explain to them like, Hey, actually, you could probably do this with a collaborative arm this way. Um, and here's the benefits, here's the negatives. That's, that sort of thing. But it's just, you know, another mindset.
0: What works best for you when you're collaborating with your, the, uh, the more veteran traditional workers with that older mindset you were talking about?
1: Um, I would say what works best is kind of just hearing what they have to say, what they, um, their opinions, gathering all of that. And then um, if you, you know, have any ideas to bring to the table, do it in um, the most respectful way. But also, you know, don't be afraid to be like, hey, you know, this might be a better way of approaching this.
0: And as you're working with the businesses that your company assists, are you finding that they're asking for things from cobots that aren't quite available yet?
1: Yes and no. Um, I guess the biggest, uh, biggest challenge with collaborative robots is sometimes they don't have the speed that a manufacturer might want, or they might not have the payload. Um, but now we're starting to see robots, collaborative robots that are, um, you know, these newer collaborative robots that have longer reach, longer payload, and then ability to move faster. So I think that gap is slowly Starting to shrink.
0: And as as uh these cobots become more and more developed and more and more relevant, what role do you think the Gen Z demographic can play in the development of cobots?
1: I guess just having you know that mindset that cobots have their use and um you know they're not you shouldn't, you know, immediately weed them out because they're a cobot and you're thinking we gotta, you know, automate this process as fast as possible, as efficient as possible because collaborative robots bring um, just different ideas to the table. You know, They're a lot easier for someone to pick up and learn. Um, they don't require that cage around them. So you can have people interacting with them more regularly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I, I see them as uh, kind of bridging a gap between um, you know, people who might not typically say, oh, I could program this robot, because now it's a lot easier and, you know, you can interact right with it. I think, so one of the things that I did want to bring up about the cloud wave robots um, is kind of that idea that the, you know, the teach pendant looks so much like an iPad. And a lot of Z years growing up, you know, we, you know, we started using iPads, iPods, you know, touchscreen devices early on. So when, when you pick up one of these, um newer of robot peach pendants they kind of internally work you know similar to a game right like it's it's very easy to program the um it's not you know typed out code it's drag and drop programming so um i see that aiding gen zers because that's kind of how our mind already works
0: i'm nolan biostein and this is gen z in manufacturing